Hello. All right, guys. Hey, everybody. Oh, Justin just dropped as soon as the start. Bang. He'll just join the list. I think he logged in, logged out. Here he goes. There he is. All right. Yeah, there he is. All right, so hey, everybody. Sorry about that. All right. So welcome back to everybody's YouTube channel. You know who it is. It's your boy, Dr. J. We got Einstein right beside me. And then beside him, we got Terry back, a.k.a. L.A., right? So welcome back to wherever you're streaming from. You're streaming from Terry's YouTube channel. You know, Terry J. Phillips, thanks for tuning in. And uh, Vessels, uh, Vessels of Ministry. What? Come on, man. You got this right. That's a Vessels of victory. Ministry. Come on, man. That's what we represent, man. All right. I need to just share my screen so I don't forget. All right. That's so all right. I got Terry's YouTube channel right here. Make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel. Turn on the post notifications so you know anytime he upload a video. Uh, and then also, Terry got his Facebook page back. So befriend him on there as well. Ask him any questions you want. Uh, and then if you ask him a question about any videos you want us to do, we got you, man. All right, so this is his uh, ministry brand right here, his ministry. You find all his sermons and stuff on here as well. So Terry's back, guys. Then you already know Einstein, you know, Chaplin Logs. Uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel. Turn on the post notification. You know the drill. It's uh, Justin's YouTube channel. His Facebook. Oh, that's my Facebook page. But you already know his Facebook page is Justin J. Phillips. I mean, Justin Lee Phillips. <laughs> Justin, I'm getting y'all mixed up, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh you silly man come on man give that man props man all right this is his this is his facebook page see this is why i got the stuff already set so i don't mess it up all right so this is just a youtube page einstein aka einstein you know be friend him on there all right so then here goes all my social media pages but anyways guys we got a treat for you today all right so that's a first all right so today guys i this is what i have been waiting for for a while now all right so me justin and terry have been talking about doing the book of nehemiah right first of all a lot of people think that the old testament is irrelevant we're going to tell you a lot of give you a lot of reasons why the old testament is not irrelevant in this video specifically something else people say is like uh you know uh they don't see the point in like the old testament at all so we're going to really paint the picture of why the Old Testament is so important with this video, but we're going to do it talking about the book of Nehemiah. With the book of Nehemiah, there's so much to take away from the book of Nehemiah in the Christian life, how spirituality and just the Christian walk and spiritual progression works in Nehemiah 3 alone, how, what, what opposition you're going to face, right? When you join, when you join the work of God and you join God's work, you're going to face opposition. You're going to suffer guys, just spoiler alert, right? So we're going to talk about that, right? So there's just so much to talk about uh with the book of nehemiah so that's what i want to do i'm gonna give everybody a setting and give everybody just a background of what nehemiah is you know what to expect in our studies with the book of nehemiah all right so all right so the first question i want to ask terry uh and justin and me is basically why are you excited about the book of nehemiah what made you what drew you to the book of nehemiah specifically and what are you looking to get out of it really so i'll, I'll go first so for me the reason why I'm so excited to talk about the book of Nehemiah and, and to do study it verse by verse and share it with everybody, uh, everything that we learn and share it with everybody is because um, uh, as soon as everybody knows that that's subscribed to my YouTube channel and follows me and stuff like that, you know that I entered the ministry. And as soon as I entered the ministry, just like Nehemiah, as soon as Nehemiah did what God called him to do and he was doing work for God, the first thing that Nehemiah faced was opposition. <laughs> like it was as soon as the work started, yep. he faced opposition. That's right. And a lot of times people think that this is a myth 
right? A lot, a lot of false myths in this world. A lot of times people think like when you're serving the Lord, things become easy. They think like when you're doing the right thing, only good things will happen to you. And that's a lie. Like we see in the book of Nehemiah, as soon as Nehemiah obeyed the Lord and did what God called him to do, and he and he uh, was trying to turn into reality the dream that God has placed before him, he faced opposition. And that's literally what I, I'm facing. And the, the only reason why that happens is because Satan is trying is saying that work just like God. And he's trying to deter you from doing what God called you to do because he doesn't want God's kingdom to expand. He doesn't want God's people to be successful. He doesn't want glory to go to God. And if Nehemiah didn't do what God called him to do, glory would not have went to God, right? So that was the biggest reason I want to uh, study the book of Nehemiah. Like, because everybody's going to have a Sam Ballad, everybody's going to have a Tobiah, and everybody's going to have it. I think it's a Gershon. Gershon, I think that was the third person. But anyway, he, keep on, he kept on adding more and more enemies the more and more he did work for God. Nehemiah did, right? So, yeah, that's why I'm excited. That's the biggest reason. So, yeah, Justin, did you want to answer that question or Terry? Either one. Yeah, I'll go right fast i just like it because the approach is just really interesting and a lot of times when you see like prophets or when you see following god like god approaches them first like um and, and sometimes not that receptive like, like we saw jonah and we saw jeremiah who just asked for god to like but the thing i like about nehemiah is he's humble and he goes to god before he makes any like he, um, like in the first chapter, you don't see God coming to him. You see the plight of the Jews. You learn, he learns about the plight of the remnants and he just compassion towards them. So he, he like spends his time fasting and praying, I believe, and he about what to do. So just that humbleness, I feel like is so unique Testament, uh, characters and and he's he's very humble too kind of surprised that the last verse in this chapter is i was the cupbearer to the big that was, that was a big role that was the position of honor and, and trust to be he didn't he didn't lay out like these are my credentials this is why i'm qualified to, to be why i'm great no he saved that for last and only because you had to know what his position was and after all he said was he happened to be in uh let me take a look at this he happened to be the um in the court of uh, the court for the king of persia one he, he he's the one who goes to god and two that, that he's humble enough to do it is what and why i like the first couple of chapters of nehemiah mm -hmm. all right what about you terry well, I, I, I'm an extremist, so I, I just thank God that he gives us a chance to come back. Um, I believe that God is the God of second chances, and I believe that the United States of America is about second chances. Uh. And I believe that God has given us an opportunity to be able to come back and make right what we made wrong. I believe that God sometimes allows us to see the travesty and the um just the the impact of the of the things that we have done in the past that has destructed our life right. i thank god that he is a god of restoration that he is a god of second chances that he's a god of let's do this again 
let's try again. Let's do it again. Let's, let's make this right. He gives us the opportunity to make right what we made wrong. And he shows us this is the destruction that you have caused. But yet I'm going to give you a chance to make it right. I don't know about you, but that just makes me want to dance right now. I don't. I, I won't embarrass myself. I won't embarrass you by dancing right now. But I just want to say thank you, Lord, that you've given me another chance to make right what I've made wrong. Hallelujah. And I believe that this is an opportunity. I, I believe that God has given us an opportunity in the book of Nehemiah to be able to get it right. Um, in the book of Ezra, we can see where God has given us the opportunity to bring his presence back into the situation. How many times have we missed God? Have we made mistakes? Have we messed it up? Because we didn't bring him into our situation. Ezra came back. He restored order back in the, in, in the land of Israel. He said, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Let's just get our worship right first. Man, my message to the to the church tonight is let's get our worship right first. Let's get our worship right first. If we can get our worship right first, then we can get our life right first. Can I get an amen out there somewhere? Amen. See, if, I, if I can get my worship right, then I can get my life right. Why? Because the two are the, the two sync together. If I'm not worshiping, then I'm not I, I'm not going to be able to get my life right. I'm going to be crazy and confused. I love mm. Nehemiah because he gives us the opportunity to see our situation for what it really is. It looks pretty bad right now. I mean, Jerusalem was pretty much in shambles right here. I like what it says in verse 3 because we can see the smoke ascending to the sky. We can see that our situation looks pretty much pretty dismal. I know what that's like. I've been there before. I mean, you don't know my story, but I've been there before. I'm a veteran in that. I know. I think that Nehemiah is a chance to make it right, what we made wrong. It's, it's a chance to fix it. God gives us a second chance. And he gives us the opportunity to build up the infrastructure that we need to stay safe in our situation. I believe that right now there's a, a group of people out there that understands what it's like to be part of God's chosen special place that understands what it's like for God to say, I want to consecrate you for something greater than where you are right now. We see the shambles of our life and it hinders us from walking in the victory that he died to give us. But I want you to know, church, that God still is a redeemer and he still extends his hand to total victory out there. Wherever you at, it doesn't matter if you're in prison watching us, if you're on TV watching us, if you're on your computer watching us, or if you're on your phone watching us. It doesn't matter whether you're in a bar, it doesn't matter whether you're on the street homeless, it doesn't matter whether you're home having a fornication on your wife, it doesn't matter, man. God's grace is still good enough to pull you out. I think that Nehemiah is an example of a person who dared to believe in the goodness and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. 
And that's my message to you that all hope is not gone, but all hope is found if you'll dare to believe. Sean? Yeah, yeah. So what it, who is Nehemiah to you? Like what it, who is Nehemiah? Um what is Nehemiah? Just all that stuff. So he had to answer that question to somebody. Um because one question I had just to answer the question for me. <laughs> to help everybody answer that question is like, what is a prophet, right? And that's a deep question. What is a prophet and was Nehemiah a prophet, right? Yeah. Because, and so, and, and that's the thing. So if Nehemiah is a, is a, does a prophet have to be a, preach, a priest or a preacher in order to be a prophet, right? And the answer is no, because Nehemiah, it's, that's funny to me because one thing I saw guys when I researched Nehemiah, I thought Nehemiah was a mind prophet book. So. A minor, you got in the in the Old Testament in the Bible, you got minor prophets, and then you got major prophets, right? So minor prophets books are way smaller than the major prophet books. So it doesn't mean that they're lesser prophets or anything. It doesn't mean that they're less than or they're not as great as these major prophets. It just means that their books smaller, right? So I think you have twelve minor prophet books. You got Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Nahum, all those books, right? And then the major prophet books are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Limitations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. So five major prophets. But when you look at the major prophet books and minor prophet books, you don't see Nehemiah's name. And I, I was so stunned by that. I was like, what? He's not a minor prophet or a major prophet? But he's still a prophet, right? That's, that's, that's the point. So no matter how you slice it, who's a prophet? A prophet is somebody who speaks for God or for a deity or, or by divine inspiration. That's what a prophet is. A prophet is also somebody, a person chose to speak for God and to guide people, the people of Israel. That's what a prophet is by definition. So is Nehemiah a prophet? Yes. And that's the one thing I wanted to paint the picture, guys. Like Nehemiah, you don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be a preacher. You don't need to be some leader in order to lead, right? In order to be used mightily by God. And we see just in the first chapter, what we're going to be talking about and throughout the whole entire book of Nehemiah, but really the first chapter is really honing in on that God can use anybody, right, to do his work. And this is what he did with Nehemiah. He used the cupbearer, right, some 800 miles from Jerusalem, from the holy city, to rebuild the wall. So somebody out of the way, somebody who's a nobody, what, that's what his father's name meant, uh, Hekeliah, his father's name is Hekeliah or something, and his father's name meant uh, doubtful, right? So... <laughs> That's his father's name. So a nobody, right? So Nehemiah was a nobody. God used a nobody to to really change the scope of Jerusalem, right? From where it states that it found itself in and stuff like that. So, yeah, who's Nehemiah to you, uh, Terry? Well, you know, he's a common folk, you know, and, and you got to put Justin back on the screen. Yeah. He's going put Justin back on the screen. You're missing Justin. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um. Hey, buddy, um, just basically want you to know that Nehemiah is just an average guy, much like all of us. You know, he didn't he didn't choose me for anything special that that he chose Sean or or uh, Justin or a, anybody else within the sound of our voice tonight. He didn't choose any of us for anything special, man. We are. We are should be thankful that we have the opportunity to be able to build the kingdom of heaven. 
And it doesn't matter if he uses Sean or Justin or somebody else, man. All that matters is that the kingdom is being built, that we are here as an opportunity for God to use us to build the kingdom. But what Nehemiah means to me is a man that said, you know what, God, use me. I'm just your everyday average person. Whether you're a female, whether you're a male, it doesn't matter who you are. Hey, God chose to use me for such a time as this. I'm thankful that God's going to use me for this. But but can I can I just can I just be real with you? The reason that we're on this telecast tonight, the reason that we're all three here tonight, we all have the same mission. We may have a difference in our deliverance and what our message is to you tonight. But it's the same goal. We just want to see you live victory. We want to see you live the life that God said that you can live. We understand what it's like in these conditions in this country, in the United States of America. We understand what's going on in Russia. We understand what's going on in China. We understand what's going on all across this nation, in this country, in this world. And we come to give you a message of hope to tell you that Jesus Christ is Lord. And his victory is our victory all the time. We come to tell you that the message of Nehemiah was a man who dared to believe God. Who said, God, you know what? You can choose anybody on the earth to believe. You can choose anybody that you want to use to build this wall on a place that you have chosen to show yourself strong through. And you've chosen me, Nehemiah, to be your man of God, to build the wall of protection around your newly built church that Ezra, Ezra brought back into the community of Israel and said, hey, this is who God is, and this is who God will be if you'll dare to believe. That same God is the same God that will heal you, that will deliver you, that will set you free from the power of sin. And can I tell you, as a bold preacher, the condition of sin, He will set you free from the condition of sin because that is who he is. And he is God all by himself. He doesn't need any of us three on this panel to be able to do anything that he wants to do. But God chose a man named Nehemiah to build a wall around the church that he sanctified in a chapter earlier called Ezra. But can I point out one important fact? He had to put himself in the middle before he could build from the middle to the outside. We as Christians get it all confused. We want to try to build the outside. We want to try to build some kind of barrier to protect us from the the fiery darts of the devil. And we leave the God part out. Get God first. And the rest will follow.
Amen. Mm-hmm. I definitely let me agree. Nehemiah was a inspired man who got God's will in mind. Like he asked him, he was uh, he was led by by God. But this is what I want to ask: if he, he even if he, he was chosen, plenty of people have also been chosen by God um, to do him across this earth. Does being chosen by God in that in this manner make him a prophet make him uh, a I know, is that what you said yeah yeah because i know like um i know there are minor prophets in the mainstream but nehemiah mm-hmm. is more like a man of god i keep but hearing you, you guys say something about minor prophets yeah. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? A minor prophet? What does that mean? I mean, that, that's a term that's been passed yeah. out in the church. But I mean, I want you to explain to me what's the difference between a minor prophet and let's say Isaiah. Explain that to me. Yeah, they just they split it up minor and major prophet based on just how big the book is. No, that's no, like, that's, that's, there that's, is that's, no that's, minor and ma- and major. Uh-huh. It's used and unused. Come on, man. Uh huh. I mean, no, come on, man. Just because somebody has six chapters and somebody has 17 chapters, yeah. don't make a major or minor. Right. I okay. mean, you know, and, and the office of the prophet isn't done. A, man, I'm, I'm not ready to preach. You all people can't handle me tonight. But I'm just going to say this right here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut the chase. There is no major or minor. There are people who are used and people who are not. These are men of God that were used to manifest the gospel unto the whole world. Whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament is irrelevant. God is God all by himself, and he's able to preserve his word all by himself. Okay? Whether it's Genesis, Revelation, is irrelevant. These are men of God who poured out, often through their own death, the word of God. And God put it on the pages that he said, I want my church to live by right now in 2022. There is no irrelevance, people, man. Come on. There is no minor and, and, and major. I, I don't buy off into that. Uh, Either I'm God. Not, no, no, I'm not. I'm not chastising. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you, brother, are a prophet. And God is speaking life through you right now in what you're saying to the community that is listening within the ears of our voice right now. I want you to see for who you are, Einstein, and Sean, who you are right now as men of God. You are a prophet, and you're no longer, you're no you're 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 no minor prophet. You're no minor major or whatever you want to classify it. You are just as anointed and just as on fire for the Holy Spirit of God as any man that was ever in the Bible. I want you to see that and and, and ask me why that's important. Come on. Why is that important? Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you why that's important. Because when you understand that, then you can go on and manifest the miracles of God. You can become an oracle for God. And you can do it with confidence because you know you're hearing from him. 
in spirit and truth. I love what John says. John says that those that John chapter four, verse 24, those that must, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It doesn't matter whether you are a prophet in the old Testament, whether you are a prophet in the new Testament, or whether you are a prophet right now, hallelujah. It matters that you are speaking the oracles of God, Einstein, and that's what you're doing. I don't want you to minimize them, and I don't want you to minimize you. I want you to speak the word, and I want you to speak it with authority and power. And why is that important? Thank you for asking me again. The reason that's important is because you can plot and come against the pits of hell, the devil, and all that he has tried to put in your life, all the lies that he has tried to get you to believe, and all the lies that he has tried to get the people that, within, that are within the sound of your voice to believe. And to be able to squelch that out, to be able to press that out and say that doesn't even exist anymore because God says you are greater. You are greater. And you are worthy to speak my word in power, in authority, and in victory. And that's the way I want you to speak from now on out. Anything you say, I want you to speak it with authority and power. Why is that important? Because you know what? There's only people that you can reach, Einstein, that need to hear it come out of your mouth. And I want you to tell those people what you truly believe. And going forward, there is no minor, major. I know you don't believe that. I'm not saying you do. I, I, I know you don't. But I want you to know God can use who he wants to, and he can be God all by himself. Because you're a man of God. And every time I see God use you, Einstein, it blesses me. You know why? Because I have the same goal you do. Kingdom of heaven is being exalted. It's like watching your favorite baseball game. Doesn't matter what the team is. We're winning, baby. We're winning. Nobody watches baseball. Come on, man. <laughs> I love baseball, man. I'm an old man, but I love baseball. Justin, you want to finish what you were saying? Yeah. Well, so, so, so are you saying Nehemiah is a prophet in his own right, Terry? Just want to go yes, back. He is. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I do want to think. Um, I love that you're not trying to. That you're trying to pull out, like Sean, you're trying to pull out the power of me. You're really, really pulling out like what we have have to offer the kingdom. And, and I love to say, you're not trying to downgrade our gifts, which I really appreciate. Because some people wish they had, like, some people said, man, I wish I had an alcohol or drug problem. And the power of Jesus, not our story. That's not Sean's story. Like, we have our own stories that let us reach out to other people. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, because I think everything you said was on fire. Right. I personally don't think I'm a prophet, but I'm not putting yeah. my myself down. I just think Paul, Corinthians, and man, uh, Sean and I did a great Bible study on First Corinthians. Go check out this video. Uh, Paul, Paul was saying like the Corinthians were um, uplifting some other gifts and tongues or prophecy, but no, Paul, Paul was saying like some people have the power of exhortation. They had the um, they had the gift. That's talking about in the ministry. That's talking about in the church. So I do, I do, I do think no. I'm not, I'm not a 
I don't want to downside where I am doing, but I do think like uh, the gift of prophecy is like a different gift. Everyone it can be inspired by God. I think everyone can use their gifts to push the. That's right. Play. That's right. And you yeah. know what? Here's what I want you to understand. Here's what I want you to understand is that you, anytime you speak the oracles of God, what does that mean? That means that anytime you're speaking on behalf of heaven, that means as, as a preacher and you are speaking out of your mouth, the declaratory word of God, and you are saying, Hey, this is what the spirit of God is revealing to me. That makes you a, that makes you a prophet brother. Mm -hmm. Another definition for prophet is just somebody who's chosen or called by God. So like, obviously yeah. there's a yeah. lot of prophets yeah, in the Bible. Yeah. So and that's why who's being used by the Lord yeah. in that capacity to speak the word of God. And right. and here's what it here's what the Bible says. You'll know them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. The Bible says mm -hmm. that if a prophet prophesies something and it doesn't come true, they're a false prophet. That's another definition mm -hmm. of a prophet. It's somebody who makes a claim or is able to make predictions. So and then it's also a person who advocates or speaks in visionary way about a new belief cause or theory that's nehemiah like you know and that's why i asked the question like what is a prophet like why is nehemiah not in the category of a minor or major prophet so he that is. means and that, that but yeah i think he is too but some people the people who wrote it like made that definition of a minor or major prophet no no like, the people, church denomination right. made that determination not so, the Bible. And, and that's why right. i want to that's why I want to focus in on that because this is why people people mitigate and mini, make minuscule, make miniature some books of the Bible. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they make it lesser powerful, less than yeah. because it's not as popularized. And Nehemiah is one of those books, and that's why I want to talk about that. Like we're going to see that in the first chapter. So y'all get ready for Nehemiah one. In the first chapter, we're going to see that Nehemiah was considered a nobody. And God used a nobody to do something extraordinary. So, like, if anybody feels like they're nothing or ordinary or just a nobody and God can't use me in a great way, <laughs> that's a lie from hell. Like, you know, <laughs> so because God used a lot of people who were considered nobodies, who people look down upon in the Bible, who people who were downcast of societies and all that kind of stuff. He used them to humble the wise. And the people who were prideful and all stuck up in their butts and stuff like that. So that's why I'm trying to, that's, that's why I asked the question, like, what, who is Nehemiah? You know, what is he? Is he a prophet? Like, because yeah, some people just, yeah, they missed the mark. And when they missed the mark on something like that, they missed the you know, mark. You, you know? know, when they missed the mark, Sean, they missed the mark when it becomes about them and not about him. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, simple. I mean, if you look at Bible history, you look at all the stuff, every time it became about somebody other than him, it became a failure. Right. And, you know, that's what we're doing here, man. We are trying to get the word out. I mean, I'm speaking for all three of us right now. If you're watching this live stream, our word to you is God is good. God loves you. And God wants to give you victory. What does that Absolutely. mean, preacher? What victory means is I can do life, but life's not doing me. Mm. That That's what victory is. It means that I can have total peace no matter what's going on, whether I'm waiting for a job, 
I'm in a turmoil with a divorce. I'm waiting on a loan for my home. I can't pay my bills. I don't know what I'm going to do from one minute to the next. I want to kill myself, whatever that looks like for you. I'm speaking to you tonight under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I want you to know that God says he understands your situation. God loves you. And because he loves you, he's going to work it out. Don't give up right now, baby. Don't give up because you're on the verge of breakthrough. And I want you to know it doesn't matter what any of us are saying right here, right now. What matters is Jesus is Lord and his victory is our victory all the time. That's the, that's the motto that I live by on a daily basis. You have to understand that he died to give you victory so that you can live it right now. You don't have to live. You don't have to wait till you get there. You can have it right now. And all, <clears throat> all the chapters that we discuss in the Bible, Nehemiah, are just examples of common people. Common people that were broken by life. They were just broken, everyday, nothing people. Just like you and just like us. Mm. And God said, wait a minute. Hold on, hell. Hold on, devil. This one's mine. And I'm going to use them to proclaim the message of victory to the whole world. Because that's who I am. And I'm God all by myself. Can you shout amen, church? Amen. Man, that's what I'm about. I, I'm not concerned about all the, the, the status quo and the titles and I got this education experience. I got that. I got this on my resume. Because I got all that. Mm -hmm. I got a doctor's degree. I got master's degree. I got all that. It doesn't matter in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. All that matters is, have you met him? And have you given your life to him? I love Nehemiah because Nehemiah is a common guy, just like you and just like me. And we could even feminize it. And we could say it's a girl that he chose. It doesn't matter who it is. What matters is, is he chose somebody. Hmm. The buildment of the kingdom of heaven. And he said, you know what? I want you to read the Bible in context. I want you to understand that the first chapters of the Bible consisted of people being rebellious against me. And because they were rebellious, they put themselves in situations. That's all of us. That's the whole world. That's everybody within the sound of my voice right now. That's you. That's them. And that's me. What matters is he had a contingency plan. And he said, I got a plan. And it's greater than you. And it's greater than me. And I've manifested mm -hmm. my son who came and died for you on the cross of Calvary. 
And I've given many, many examples, including Nehemiah, as an example for somebody who dared to believe me and do whatever I told them to do in order to give victory. I believe that Nehemiah had a vision. I believe that Nehemiah, man, I'm about ready to preach right now. I believe that Nehemiah had a vision that Isaac and Jacob had and Lot had when he told them, go out there and build your kingdom out of the unfamiliar. And I believe that God's telling the church today that it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. What matters is what I say that it is. Because if I say that's what it is, that's what it's going to be. And it doesn't matter whether you believe it or whether you reject it or even if you accept it. It is what it is. And when you heard the term where people said, it is what it is, and it becomes a cliche to you, and you say, I'm so sick of hearing that. Here's another preacher that says, it is what it is, because he says that's what it is, and I'm just crazy enough to believe that that's what it is. And I want you to know that God's got a plan for your life, and he's going to use Nehemiah to show you that plan, because that's how cool he is. And watch what he does in your life. As he uses Justin. And as he uses Sean. And as he uses me. To show you. What he's going to do. I know I'm connected to two brothers right here. That know the word of God. And are going to blow up in your life. You watch what you say. Watch what you see. You watch this broadcast long enough. Watch what God's going to do in your life. I double dog dare you. You ever heard the term when you was a kid, I dare you? I dare you right now to dare to believe and watch what God does. Because this man over here on the left, Mr. Sean Jenkins, and this man in the middle, Mr. Justin Howe, they got a word that's going to blow your socks off. Keep watching, baby. Keep watching. That's something I love about that word, going to Nehemiah, too. Just, well, like, you're, like, we do tend to downside a lot of people's accomplishments are naming them as major or minor and I was actually listening to a podcast earlier what are the what are the things that every kid has heard from the Bible in the well or um, uh, Noah and the ark but we kind of gloss over the Old Testament stuff we've we um, we read so the big New Testament stuff, which isn't a bad thing, like us and from Paul, uh, from one of Paul's letters. But we really need to know, like, where, what's our history? Like, man, this is our culture as well. Like, we we we've become heirs and children of God. Like, this is our history as well. The so lesser known, lesser known books like Nehemiah, I think are really important just we, we need to recognize everyone's accomplishments through it man and this is like that have led even the small things in the old testament that lead up to jesus's 
coming in the New Testament. Like, look at the genealogy. Nobody's. Like, it's filled with, like, a women who that, that back then wouldn't have given a second thought. But these were important people. Like, Nehemiah's story, he's the everyman. He's someone we can relate to. Like, that's a beautiful thing about the Bible's made mistakes all the time. I make mistakes all the time. I don't have to be this perfect uh, a man of culture back then. I can just be who God made me out to be of God, which I think is important for every lesson. So I love that Sean chose that to go with the, for the three of us because it's such an important part of our history. I hope to know um, that God, God doesn't shoot, God doesn't like uh, affect it. He perfects the calling. Yep. Like all, all of us are going, all of us go through all that God has, um, God has decided for. Yep. And like Nehemiah's day, every man for son is perfect for that. Yeah. Like Terry asked me a question earlier. He asked basically like, what's my aim and my goal with my ministry and stuff like that. One of, I got a lot of them, but one of my biggest aims, I talk about it all the time on my YouTube channel. I ask a question like, just what would your life look like if you knew every single verse in the Bible? If you had every single verse of the Bible memorized, and you knew it like your name, your life would be totally different, right? You, you would be so wise, much wiser and have so much more wisdom than what you got now. And not just know the stories. I mean, like, you know, like, the setting of it, the background, and, like, the overall application of what God's trying to tell you with every single story of the Bible. And Nehemiah is so important on so many levels because it talks about what you're going to face in ministry, right? It talks about, like, uh, just, you know, how, how do you know your purpose? How do you know your calling? What, how, do you, how do you go about doing that? Or how do you go about in life uh, pursuing a God dream that God's placed inside of you? Right. Like there's steps to it. You don't just go do it, which a lot of people do. They just act. Just go do something without praying, without counting the costs, without knowing the direction that they're going in. Or like Terry always says, without having a plan. Right. And Nehemiah is a great book of having a plan, like being able to pray and humbly go to God on so many levels. Like Nehemiah was humble in multiple ways. And so when we go through, especially the first two chapters, I saw like like on a lot of verses in the first two chapters of Nehemiah, just how humble Nehemiah was. So um, I wanted to give everybody a setting because like in the Old Testament, the best way to paint the picture of the Old Testament is a book about, it's a whole chapter, it's a whole testament in the Bible, the Old Testament about kings. Like that's literally what the Old Testament is about. Kings on top of kings on top of kings. You got, and then you got, you got good kings and you got mostly bad kings though, right? But the real true king was God, but the Israelite people wanted a king to, like, you know, represent them. So they got a, a few of them, actually a good number of them. And every single king let them further and further down the rabbit hole in a bad way. They let them further and further away from God and further and further away from destruction until God just got the nation. I think it was Terry. Yeah, I, oh, I turned okay. on just now. Hmm. I think he's watching the video. Was but it? anyways, 
Yeah, so I'll keep on going. Like, uh, Justin, I want to – the yeah. next direction I'm going is just talking about, like, the overall setting of uh, of this this text. So the overall uh, background, just anything like that with the book of Nehemiah. So we really don't really have to cover it too much. So, like, in most of the minor prophet and major prophet books of the Bible, so Ezra, uh, Esther, anything like that, Obadiah, Obadiah Zechariah, they all got the same setting for the most part. So Nehemiah is no different. So Nehemiah, so in the Old Testament, we see that the Jewish nations were destroyed, like to start off the setting for this text, right? Uh, so in 721 BC or 720 BC, the Assyrians took the northern or, or northern kingdom of Israel, right? Which capital city was Samaria. And then 130 years after that, uh, in 587 BC or five. 80 BC, so around that time period, the southern Israel became captives to Babylon, which capital city is Jerusalem, you know, Judah, right? So, and why were they in captivity? Why did this happen? Like, I don't know, Terry or Justin, if you guys got like the scripture verses for it, but basically because of their disobedience, Terry said it earlier, like because of the Israelites' disobedience, <laughs> they, uh, God told them like, I'm, I'm gonna let you become captives to other nations because that's the guys you want to worship. That's the guys you want, the, the nations you want to be a part of and mess with, then go ahead and go with those guys. You know, I, if you don't want me as your God, then, oh, well, oh, I thought it was a case. Sean is the fact that God was trying to show Israel that he was God and that their faith needed to be in him and yeah. not other people. And so, you know, like mm -hmm. all of us, we get flaky in our thinking, in our behaviors. We do bad things. We make bad decisions and we have to reap those consequences. Believe me, I'm the chief of all sinners, probably than anyone that's on the stream right here. I've probably done the worst heinous things than anyone that is watching this video right now. I get it. Okay. And what I'm saying by that is, I'm like Paul. I'm the chief of all sinners. Listen, it's not a badge of mm. honor. That's not what this is about. What it is, is I'm saying, hey, I get the message, and you need to listen to what I'm saying because I know what I'm talking about. Okay? That's what I'm saying. I got the credentials to back up what I'm trying to convey to you right now. That's what I'm saying. I understand. Okay? I'm somebody you can listen to and put validity in, in the words that I'm telling you, okay? And what I'm saying is I understand what it's like to make so many mistakes, so many bad decisions that if God didn't even intervene, I would go straight to hell and be dead right now. Like so many people that we've already seen head that way. We all know somebody in our life that made such a despairing decision that it caused them to go to hell. We know that. We know it. And, and if you have any love in your heart, it probably causes you some discomfort in your sleep at night. I know it does me. Yeah. <sighs> but I want to tell you, man, his love is so good. His love is so good that when you get a revelation of how much he loves you, and it doesn't matter who you are, you could be a Nehemiah or you could not be a Nehemiah.
but you could be a person who knows how much he loves you. And the minute that you get the revelation of how much he loves you, the game changes, people. Come on. Everything changes at that point. Because in his love, you understand that you have value. You understand that you have worth. You understand that, number one, the one thing that we're all looking for, and I know Sean is right now struggling in his job. I'm just going to be real. Is we're trying to find a purpose. What is our purpose, man? Why are we here? Why are we sitting on this live stream tonight, ministering to millions of people all across this earth that are watching us right now? Because we have the same common goal, people. Whether, whether you're living in a persecuted country of Pakistan, whether you're living in a prison in Russia, whether you're living in the streets of New York City in, in the United States of America, our common goal is the love of Jesus. And when you know how much he loves you, come on, church. I always, I always get emotional when it comes to the love of God. Because he who has been, he's been forgiven much, is thankful much. I thank God that he didn't just choose who was going to come save. He chose to save everybody. I think the greatest message of Nehemiah as we go forward in the, in the weeks ahead as we talk about Nehemiah, my message to you is that I'm so thankful that he chose a common person that had no significance whatsoever. And he said, I'm going to use this guy to do big things. It doesn't matter if you got a background, and it doesn't matter if you don't have a background. It doesn't matter if you've been a prostitute, a drug addict, a drug dealer, a criminal. It doesn't matter if you're one of the guys that said, hey, I grew up in a pastor's house. I don't even have anything to really talk about. It, it, it doesn't matter. God has chosen you and your situation, whatever that looks like. It doesn't even matter. He chose you and your situation. To be an example to what he said he can do in his word. Because that is the God that we serve. I can fluff up the Bible. The three of us on this panel tonight can fluff it up any kind of way we want to. We can break down Greek and Hebrew. We can, we can Aramaic it. We can do it any kind of way you want to. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, done it all. You, you can't pull nothing over on me. We can do it any kind of way you want to. We can, we can put all kinds of words on it. We can make it look so beautiful. 
but God is God all by himself. And he loves you just the way you are. And I think what I love about Nehemiah was he was he was your neighbor. He was the guy next door with the pickup truck, with the fishing pole, with the guy that you thought wasn't about nothing. The old dorky guy next door. He's that guy. Or he could be that big brawn guy that lives next door with the big muscles and the big truck. Whoever that guy is, God's still in control. Doesn't matter whether you're got whether your boss is persecuting you. It doesn't matter whether you've been threatened to lose your job. It doesn't matter whether you've been told you're not going to get the loan for that house. It doesn't matter whether he told you you're not going to get that promotion. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that Jesus Christ is Lord and his victory is our victory all the time. If you'll adopt that as your mentality and your life motto, God is obligated to show up and show out in your life. If God can use Nehemiah, if God can use an old fraggle priest named Ezra to take a whole nation and bring about restoration of his word into an entire nation and change it from the inside out. How much more can God do for you in your situation? Oh my God. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so blown away as I sit here and I listen to the two men of God beside me speak. And they minister to me the gospel of Jesus Christ by the revelation of what they know based on the things that they've been through in their life and how that blesses me so much. I'm just in tears over here because I understand the goodness and the mercy of a holy God who has taken an interest in you. You. He is crazy and in love with you. He's crazy in love with you, man. He's crazy in love with Einstein. He's crazy in love with Sean. He's in crazy in love with their spouses. And he's crazy in love with you that are watching this broadcast tonight. God is so good. I am so glad that he has given me the chance and the opportunity to be part of his team. What an honor it is to be part of his team. What an honor it is to be loved by a holy God that loves none other than the frail person <laughs> that I am. Mm. If that's not humility, I don't know what is, man. I know Sean, I know Einstein, I know them on a personal level. I know they love the Lord. And when we hash out what we're going to talk about on these meetings that we have for you every night, that we do these meetings with you, 
It's because we want you to get the maximum benefit of, of what the revelation that God's given us. But you know what? I think the thing that gives us the most power with you people out there listening to us right now is the fact that you understand what God has done in our life. And we talk about Nehemiah. We talk about what he's done. And we're going to go on further into this. And I can't wait because we got so much revelation between the three of us to share with you. But I want you to be broken in his presence. That's my prayer for you tonight, for all of us on this panel. And for all of us within the sound of our voice, that you are broken in his presence because you realize that you are so insignificant compared to the holiness of heaven. But that with the holiness of heaven, you become very significant. Mm. I speak life and blessing over everybody within the sound of my voice right now. And I thank you for taking the time to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking through the three of us. Nehemiah is an amazing man. We're going to talk about him some more, so stay tuned with us. Mm. Sean? Yeah, Justin, go ahead and say something. Yeah. just love that. I feel like Terry has really hit the mindset for Nehemiah, too. He said that really quick for me. He was just realizing how insignificant compared to the Holy Spirit or what dry what God uses to draw. like if you think about where where we are in the entire universe like we're such a small speck on this space like uninhabitable uninhabited planets for nobody uh, it takes millions years just for us to send out space stations or telescopes out to take pictures of space yet god has chosen us on this blue ball of earth to push his kingdom nehemiah just in verse four he sits down he weeps fasting and praying towards god like he's Fasting and praying for people doesn't really see that, that it's very easy to have an out of sight, out of mind mentality of the trials and tribulations that the Jewish Jewish people are going through, the remnants, and he just sympathizes with them. But in front of God, because he knows that God is the ultimate power, he knows like God, if anyone can do anything anything if anyone loves his people like it's like i love how nehemiah even brought it up like his um the decrees and law gave to moses it's like if they were unfaithful then let them be scattered but man like even if they're in the farthest horizons or exiled to the farthest places like he's impeding he's imploring god to bring him because like what Terry just told you that he loves us that out of all the chosen us to love his creations his images and that should change very core to know that we're loved in such a way like we 
the book of Revelation. And we were talking about how just the knowledge of a new Jerusalem, a new heaven should change the way we act. Because we, we know We know that we are by an all-powerful God, like chosen. To show that love to a people that He has needed by building from the middle to the to the out from the, like everything. Gosh, there's not much I can say, honestly, but we. We need to let the character of Nehemiah inspired by God really inspire us as well. Yeah. And like, uh, you guys are hitting it, but um, yeah, what, what do I want to say? So I, I wanted to talk about the setting of Nehemiah, like just, just a good starting place of like, What's the overall uh, location, setting, background of Nehemiah? So, like, uh, with Nehemiah, I told you guys that the southern kingdom fell to captivity to the Babylonians in 587 and 580 BC. And then 130 years before that, the northern kingdom fell for in, like, 721 BC or 720 BC. And I only said that because Nehemiah is taking place around 444 BC, right? So that's, like, 150 years after uh the Israelites, all the Israelites became captives to uh, to Babylon, to Babylon, because that they were the uh, major power then, right? And so I wanted to paint the picture that everybody was scattered. Everybody, all the Israelites, all of God's people were everywhere scattered in Babylonian captivity, wherever they were, or Persian captivity, right? Because the Persians, King Cyrus in 539 BC took out the Babylonians and he gave them, God used King Cyrus, it was a promise in the Bible in the, in the Old Testament somewhere saying that King Cyrus was gonna free uh, God's people from captivity so that they could go back to their land where they belong. And Nehemiah is starting that off, right? So Nehemiah is starting off saying that the people are starting to go back. So here's the kicker, uh, 70, around 70 years before Nehemiah, they had already been in Israel, actually 90 years. It was 90 years uh, before Nehemiah, so 444 BC. So that was Nehemiah's time. So 90 years before that, the Israelites had already began going back to uh, Jerusalem. So they were there. They were just in ruins, right? They were, <laughs> they, the walls weren't, weren't up or anything. I think 90 years before that, the temple was built, right? So they had the temple already. So the temple was there, but the walls were, uh, you know, where everything else was in ruins. So th it wasn't a good look for them. So this is right. the start of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is the right. start where some where God used somebody to do something about it, right? That's so right. Come on. Faith is uh, more than just faith, right? It's, faith is dead if there's no works behind it, right? <laughs> then also, uh, we, we can't just be hearers of the word. We got to be doers of it, right? Come so on, the man. Of Nehemiah is saying, like, what do you do? when God puts a burden on your heart. So whatever burdens you, everybody, there's so many broken things in this world, guys. Let's just, let's just throw out some broken things. Some people, everybody has different broken things. We got different, we got broken marriages. I'll even say broken toys for a kid, right? <laughs> uh, a damaged car, 
you know, somebody just got in a car wreck, you know, someone at the grave, right? Somebody dies, so their body's dead. It's not working no more, right? So every house destroyed from a storm, there's different damages in life. Everybody's suffering in some kind of way, right? And, and Terry said it earlier, God's trying to restore you. He's trying to rebuild you up. He's trying Come to on. get you back doing the work of Come God. Come on, right? boy. Preach so it. The whole book of Nehemiah. So what burdens has God put on your heart? Because you know what's funny? A lot of broke things that are broken to you, they're not broken to me and vice versa, right? So I don't care for the things that are broken for you. I only want the things that God put on my heart to be fixed that are broken, right? So you guys get where I'm going at? But in the Christian life, we can't be selfish like that. We got to be willing to do the work that God called us to do for everybody, right? And that's the whole book of Nehemiah. We'll see in Nehemiah 3 that all different, all different types of people, nobles, goldsmiths, uh, women, children, uh, no, uh, uh, mayors and governors, all these people came together to help build the walls and help build the gates of Jerusalem. And it took 90, 150 years, but they were there for 90, 90 years before Nehemiah. Like, so Terry talked about it earlier, just before this uh, video, he talked about how a lot of people are complacent and they live in complacency and they just, they're just going with the status quo and just, this is life. This is the way it always been. But God's trying to do something in this world. He's trying to do something new, right? And the whole entire point of this video, that's where I wanted to go at, was talking about all the all the possible ways that the book of Nehemiah is doing that. But you're not going to get that from this video. You got to stay tuned and watch the rest of our videos on Nehemiah. Amen to that. And how we're going to be, how, how right. God is going to be showing you how to do your job in the kingdom. Because that's the whole point. We all got to come together, <laughs> but we all have a part to do and a part to play. So we got to be faithful to where wherever God has placed us at and be faithful with whatever God's calling us to do. Because if you're not, people aren't going to be restored. Stuff's going to stay broken. You want to know why the world's so broken? Because you're not doing your job, right? Come but, on, boy. Or the Preach. whole church, all together, right? That's why the church <laughs> is dying off, right? So we all got to do our part, do our job for the kingdom of God. So this is why this is why I hope you're excited about studying the book of Nehemiah. I'm sorry it took that long to get to no. that point. Redemption, 
we've all done some things in our past that we're ashamed of. I've got a lot of it. Like I told you earlier, I'm the chief of all sinners, probably on this live stream. Guarantee it. Probably out of most people watching this live stream. But here's the message I want you to get. My uncle said to me, he said, Terry, he said, the difference between you and so-and-so is they haven't suffered adversity. But you, you have never ceased to suffer adversity. And I boldly told this person, I said, you know what? I wouldn't change a single thing about my life. I would change the people that are hurt and hopefully be able to minimize that. But as far as the suffering in which I've endured my whole entire life, I wouldn't change a single thing about it. Because if you took one ingredient away, I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to identify the sufferings of other people. You know, if you're wondering why God brought you through what he brought you through, he brought you through so you would have the experience to help somebody else. I want to tell you out there, if you if you can hear what I'm saying right now, it ain't about you. Get off your high chair. Get off your throne. Get off of whatever you're on. It ain't even about you. It's about him. It's about the redemptive work of the cross. It's about God choosing you, me, and Nehemiah to build a wall around a community that was already broken, that was already destroyed by the past choices of the people who preceded the people who were now there. Mm. And God said, you know what? I got a bigger plan that's bigger than you, bigger than me, and bigger than anything you can think of. Mm. I want to prophesy right now to whoever's within the sound of my voice, and I want to tell you, it's not over yet. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what you've experienced so far. God is God, and he's all God all by himself, and he's, he's an awesome God. And he said, I'll share my glory with nobody. I don't want the glory from you. I know, I know Justin and Sean don't want the glory from you. That's not why we're on this live stream tonight. We could be with our families. We could be many places tonight. Believe me, I know I can be. And most times I often am. But I chose to be here tonight to give you a message that God loves you. He's crazy about you. And he's in love with you. And we came tonight to declare to you that his mercy endures forever. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. doesn't matter how much you've done. Trust me. I know. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know my story. But he's been good to me. And he's going to be good to you. He's going to be good to Sean. He's going to be good to Justin. These are men of God that I have chosen to put in my path because I know that they love God. And they pour into me as I pour into them. These are my brothers. I openly declare to you tonight that these are my men of God. These are my guys that I go to with my stuff. 
I love them like my brothers. I see your I see your responses on on our on our site. I see I see you responding to us. I appreciate that. But what I want you to get tonight from our broadcast is God chose Nehemiah, a common guy with a common background, with a common past. And he used him anyway for great things. Here we are over 2,000 years later. And we're still talking about the man of God that God used at such a time as this. And here we are tonight telling you about how this man impacted us in our life. I can't wait till next Friday. I'm going to be preaching at Right Road Ministry on the 28th. I won't be here. If you want to see me preach, come to Right Road Ministry in Laverne, Tennessee on the 28th of October at 6 o'clock. And I will be there and I'll be preaching. Other than that, I'll be right here with these two men of God. And we'll be preaching the good news of the gospel. We love you. And we thank you for taking interest. I man, I'm seeing I'm seeing the internet blowing up right now. I'm seeing message after message blowing up right now on our on our site. We love you. <laughs> and Justin, my brother in the middle right here, he's in Birmingham, Alabama, baby. And my brother Sean, who, who he he's the guy that's over all this. He's the one that lays all this out for us. He's our tech guy. He's our guy. He's our pastor. He's our man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sean Christopher Jenkins. That's my guy right there. Don't you think you mess with him? You ain't going to mess with me. Don't put your hands on my boy. That's my guy. That's my man of God. Amen. He's in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And I ain't going to tell you where I'm at. <laughs> I'm definitely not in either one of those places. I'm far away, far, far away. But God brought us together through this live stream to tell you the good news of the gospel and tell you that God is in love with you and he wants to do big things. Thank you for all the messages on on, uh, on our screen. I'm seeing them. Uh, Amanda Clifton. I'm seeing um, Shanta Maria Prayer. I'm seeing, uh, let's see here, Amanda Clifton. I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing some people, man. We love you, man. We love you. We thank you. And uh, follow up with us next week because we're gonna blow your socks off. Come on, come on, uh, Einstein. Sean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. So, guys, we're gonna go ahead and close out this video. Um, so, you guys know the drill. Uh, thanks for all your support. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, honestly, I think the video went all right. Uh, but, guys, I'm telling, I'm warning you. Just go ahead. Get ready for every Friday at 7 p.m. Me, Terry, and Justin are going to be going through the book of Nehemiah. If they got time, I want to do it right now. Just do that first verse, like I told them. But uh, <laughs> so, guys, like I don't want you guys to miss it. Like it's too much you can learn from for life that you need to apply to your life in the whole entire Bible, first of all, but especially in the book of Nehemiah. Like it's God is telling you how you need to operate in the Christian life, and He's giving you all the nuggets. And it's there in the book of Nehemiah, all right? Nehemiah done laid it, laid it out for us. So, guys, you know the drill. Uh, go ahead and 
support all my social media pages. You already know everything's right there. So you know the drill for that. All right. So um, and then also you got Justin's YouTube page. Sorry for butchering your guys' name earlier, guys. All right. So you got Justin Lee Howell, aka Einstein. This is his YouTube page. Support him on there. This is his Facebook page as well. All right. So this is Terry's YouTube channel right here. So make sure to subscribe to his channel as well. Watch all his videos. And this is his Facebook page right here. Make sure to watch all his videos right here as well. He's sharing his videos on his Facebook page from his ministry, Vessels of Victory Ministry. All right. So make sure to like this uh, page as well. And to, uh, yeah, just tune in to everything that they're doing with their ministries. Because, guys, it's about to get crazy. This is just the beginning. The best is yet to come. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Especially if you watch all the way through, you're truly a blessing. I can't believe there's people still commenting. So thank you so much. So. <laughs> all right guys you guys rock so i'll talk to you guys later have a great rest of your weekend stupendous weekend we may go live again i'll see you in a minute peace Blessed.